Wow. So how many of you guys have made it to church every Sunday this year? If, if you're here, you have made it to church every Sunday this year. Kind of just makes you want to stop now while we have a perfect record, right? No. So we're, we're starting a, not only a new year, but this is a new decade, 2020. How many of you... How many of you thought that you would never make it to 2020? Well, I've talked to some of your parents, and some of them, no. I I remember, good grief, I remember as a kid, the year 2000 seemed so far away. We were going to have flying cars, right? We're going to be in this space age kind of world, and, and that didn't happen. My computer died, but that was because I ran the software to test to see if it was compatible. It probably would have been fine otherwise. And now this is 20 years later, the year 2020. We have, we have computers on our, our hands. I can talk to my watch, and it'll do stuff. Watch this. Siri, go get me lunch. It says just a second. And it gives me the three closest lunch places around, so it doesn't quite deliver just yet. I know, right? We're, we're, in, we're in a series entitled The ABCs of FBC Cloudcroft. And, and what we've been doing is really kind of spending some time going back to what we might consider the basics, but the fundamentals of, of who we are. We began that with our vision. Our vision, that is who we are. We are Christ followers. That's first and foremost. We wouldn't be here if we weren't. We are committed family. We're committed to one another in a way that's more than just committing to a job or committing to a program. We're committed to one another in family. And we're compassionate friends. We we believe that God has called us to reach out to the world with compassion and love, just like he reached out to us. That's who we are. Our, Our mission is to boldly go, no, sorry, I like Star Trek. Our our mission is to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. We want everyone to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus. I I don't just want you to be where where if someone asks if you're a Christian, you say yes. I, I don't want you to be at a place where someone asks, do you attend church? You say yes. Now, I don't even want you just to be at a place where if they say, do you serve, you say yes. What I want for you, no matter where you are, whether you met the Lord 30, 35, 40 years ago or yesterday, I want you to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Listen, it's kind of hard for some of us who've been been walking with the Lord for more than 35 years. We we kind of think, you know, man, we, we've got it. You know, we, we if we're not careful, we're going to think... You know, I, I got it all down, man. I've read this book a few times already, the, the Bible, and uh, there, there's almost no study that, that I haven't really gotten into yet, except, um, there, never mind, we won't go there. Had something to do with Adam and Eve and belly buttons. But sometimes for those who, those of us who've been a Christian for a long time, we, we kind of, you, you think, man, at some point you're just going to get to a place where, where you've got it down. That's not true. If you've been a believer for three days or three decades, 
I want you to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Listen, no matter where you are on a spectrum, whether you've never trusted in Christ as Lord and Savior or you've been walking with him for a long time, the gospel changes us. In fact, our hashtag for this series is Jesus Changes Everything. He changes the way that we look at money. He changes the way that we look at the world. He changes the way that we look at one another. In fact, he redeems us not only from the punishment, the penalty of our sin, but he redeems every area of our life. And that doesn't stop until we leave this place. Isn't that amazing? So, so think about this. Someday, you will be perfect and without sin. But not today. (laughs) Someday, if you're a believer, God promises (coughs) that you will be perfect and without sin. But that's only when we go to be with him in heaven. (coughs) Excuse me. We're not there yet. But you should be able to look at yesterday and realize that you're different today than you were yesterday, last week, (coughs) last month, and last year. At least I'm not yawning. That's contagious. I'm just coughing, and you have to put up with it. Our vision we talked about, our mission we talked about. What I want us to talk about today is our strategy. How do we do that? It's important that we know who we are. That's our, our vision. It's important that we know what it is that we're supposed to do. That's our mission. But it's equally important for us to know how it is that we go about doing that. How many of you, this is driving me crazy more and more on Facebook, sending positive thoughts your way. You see that? We almost don't even say happy birthday anymore. Sending positive thoughts your way. Sometimes we kind of fall into that thing uh, that that for us to lead people into a life-changing relationship, if we just kind of send the positive thoughts their way, it's going to happen. But that's not what Scripture tells us. You see, we have to share with them the good news, the gospel of Jesus. So let me just give you quickly our strategy today. It's invest, invite, and do life through Christ. That's pretty simple. I can remember three things. Invest invite, and do life through Christ. Here's where we get the idea for our strategy. It's in John chapter 1, verse 43 through 46. It says, The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, so he found Philip, and he said, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, his friend, And he said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Cloudcroft? (laughs) Philip said, come and do a Bible study with me and I'll show you. No. Philip said, come and see. And we see that a lot of times in Scripture. People who encounter Jesus, they go to other people and bring them to Jesus. Remember the woman at the well? One of my favorite, favorite evangelistic tools here. She was a woman of ill repute. 
And the Bible says that she went into town, and here's what she told the people in town. Hey, I met a guy who's told me everything I've ever done. You think that didn't get their interest? And she brought them back to Jesus. We we see it over and over that, that people go and get other people and bring them to Jesus. That's the idea behind our strategy, that we invest, we invite, we do life through Christ. So let me quickly give you just unpack a little bit what it what it means to invest <coughs> i'm trying not to cough for you philip immediately went and found nathaniel someone he already knew so <coughs> good grief <coughs> i'll take a big drink in a moment that sounds bad if you're just listening to this i've got water up here <coughs> Just so you know, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Here we go. So, so Philip went and found Nathaniel. When we're talking about investing in someone, there are three areas that we need to think about this in. One, it's people you know. Philip didn't sit around and say, God, would, boy, show me somewhere that I can go and tell somebody about Jesus. He immediately thought of someone he knew, his friend Nathaniel. And he wanted Nathaniel to come and to know Jesus like he knew Jesus. And, and I, I love it. He didn't try to engage him in, in some big debate when he told him, hey, look, we found him. We found the one that we've been waiting for. Nathaniel kind of throws a little barb like some people uh, we may encounter when we try to talk with them about Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I, I love it. He says, come Come decide for yourself. You come and meet him, and you tell me. So, so it, it's people we already know that that's our family. That that's our friends. It, it's our neighbors, our coworkers. So when we when we think about investing, the, the reason we we do that, and, and we see it as a pattern here with Philip and Nathaniel, it, it's re, out of relationship that we share the gospel out of relationship with people. That's not the only way we share the gospel, but I believe that that will be one of the most effective ways that we share the gospel, is out of relationship with someone, and that, that we invest in them, we, and we think about, first of all, the people that we already know. Our, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, those that are already in our sphere of influence that God has put us in this place at this time for. The other thing that, that we need to think about when we're talking about investing is not just people that we know, it's places that we go. How many of you, how many of you tend to shop at the same places pretty much? Don't you? Yeah. Um, I walk into the coffee shop. And they say, the usual? Sounds like a bar, doesn't it? No. We tend to go, we we go to the same place to get our gas normally. We go to the same place to get our groceries normally. We go to the same place, uh, our our coffee, that that actually is another one uh, for me. But places that we shop, why not when we think about investing in in somebody uh, that that, that we, we Think about the places we already go that, that we shop. We get to know their name. One of the, let me just give you, this is for free, a, an easy way to start a conversation with somebody with where you shop. Are you ready? I didn't see anybody grab a pen, but that's all right. There you go. Good for you. <clears throat> so, 
been busy today? Now, I love to do that when the line's like three miles long. You know, Captain Obvious. You've been busy? That's a great way. Maybe it's a restaurant that you go to a lot. So, have you guys been really busy today? It's a great... No matter whether they have or haven't, it's a, it's a way to begin a conversation with them. Particularly at restaurants, why not say, hey, we're going to pray and bless our meal. Can, is there something we can pray for you about? Why not? Begin a conversation. Begin a relationship with them so you can share the gospel. The places you eat, I, I just talked about that one. That we, we tend to go to those same places a lot, and, and we get to know the, the servers, the, the, the host, the hostess there. Talk to them. I, I know that, that we live in a world that is the most connected that it's ever been. We can converse with people in Beijing on our watch. <laughs> and yet we are most disconnected in personal relationship with one another, maybe than any generation ever. Engage them in conversation. Talk with them. Find out about them. Establish a relationship with them. If you ask your server if you can pray for something about them, next time you go, ask them how it went. Ask them how it's going. Ask them how you can pray now for them. And in places that we hang out, for me, this is this is like the coffee shop. <clears throat> I I should get a frequent flyer card there. Places that you you go already. Ask God, Lord, Lord, show me people that I can begin to invest in them. Then the last one is is maybe a little bit harder for us. Any anybody in here would consider yourself an introvert. That's funny because most of you aren't going to raise your hand anyways, <laughs> right? That's fun. This this is a little bit more of a stretch for you, but I, the last one I, I like to say it's seeds that you grow. That that is. It's not already somebody that you know. It's not already somebody that you have contact with. But you begin to pray, God, would you just give me somebody that I can begin to invest in them? And if, if, you, if you're honest when you pray that and you watch, it's amazing where those people come from. That's amazing. I don't know if this particular guy was doing this or not, but just this last week, uh, ran across a guy that that uh i won't tell you who he is because he won't want you to know but uh just said hey i want to get your information i i, I just want to encourage you i want to stay in touch with you and and encourage you um, not that i'm discouraged but i guess he's met pastors before <laughs> i just want to encourage you i don't know for all i know he's been praying god would you just bring somebody along the way so that i can begin to invest in and and just the fact that he asked that um we haven't conversed yet uh, was encouraging to me. Seeds that you grow. God, would you just just bring somebody along my path? So that's investing. We began to invest in them. We began to establish a relationship with with them. We we began to really connect with them on a one to one level. And the second thing we do is invite. I, how many of you ever heard of relationship evangelism? Do you remember that term that was thrown around a while back? And and we, we miss something in there in relationship evangelism. We think, oh, we'll just get to know somebody and they'll just kind of figure it out. You know, they'll figure out that I, I believe that I trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and maybe they will too. But but it's more than that. 
in a strategy. You invest in them. You build relationships with them, and they're real relationships, but you begin to invite them. You can invite them to events that we do as a church. Maybe, maybe it's a family night that, that we do. I, I had a great idea don't you shouldn't let me go around shopping at Walmart and stuff but but we do uh we we try to do a family night getting close to christmas and and I think last year it was more like a parents night out and and they made some gingerbread houses this year wouldn't it be awesome if as a family night we did a gingerbread village wouldn't that be cool everybody get their their own little gingerbread house and we build to put all the tables together y'all aren't getting excited come on get on board with me Thank you. And we get this big table and we, we build a gingerbread village. You know, this family builds this gingerbread house and this family builds this gingerbread house. And, and I even, uh, Jim, you're going to have to help me with this. Um, I even thought, how cool would it be if we built a gingerbread church? First Baptist, make it look like this church. And, and we've got this little village around there. And then I saw something that just made, it just made me know that this is what we should do for this next next christmas it's a gingerbread train we can have a gingerbread train that goes through our gingerbread village by our gingerbread church and we're going to have a little bald gingerbread man in front of the church (laughs) but but think about that isn't that a things like that you could invite somebody to couldn't you we're, we're going to make a gingerbread village. And, and you make yours with your family. Take pictures before we eat them. Um, I'm not sure I want to eat them. Depends on how many people help me build this gingerbread house and whether they wash their hands. But invite them to events, a family night, an, an outreach event. You know, we, we do several of those through the year. One of them is our, our harvest festival that we do uh, right here. Uh, so special services. Christmas Eve service is one of my favorite, favorite ones. That's an easy one to invite them to. Invite them to to church around Christmas, around Easter, around Mother's Day, around Father's Day. Invite them to those services. And, you know, if you want to get really, really radical, you can just invite them to plain old church. Invite them to worship. If you'll look in the back of every single chair, you don't have to look in the back of every chair. Let me say it this way. In the back of every chair is one of these cards. Everybody reach out and take that card right now. You think I can't see you because of these lights, but I can, I can see. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. You remember when evangelists used to say that? Some of you are going, I'm guest here. I'm going home tomorrow. That's right. Take a card just for fun. Uh, but but this is this is an easy way to invite somebody. Maybe it's someone that, that works at Family Dollar or works at Allsup's or the post office or the bank or wherever. And and you can say, I would like to invite you to come to church. Invite them. To invite them to worship. We're we're getting ready to 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 do a whole lot of things uh, in this year that are going to give you a lot of opportunities. I, I'll talk about that with you in just a couple of weeks. Uh, a few weeks, but 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 you're going to have opportunities to invite them to a bunch of different kinds of Bible studies. Sunday school is the easiest. It happens right before church. Hey, would you come to Sunday school? And then afterwards, I'll sit with you in church, and we can we can go out to eat somewhere. Invite them to small groups. Uh, 
we we have different small groups that we're going to start spinning back up uh, probably about March or, or maybe late late April. Uh, invite them to a small group where you can actually meet and, and get to know one another. Uh, we have men's Bible studies. We have women's Bible studies. Uh, we're we're going to do some special studies. One of them uh, that I want to do in the days ahead is called Prepared, and it's really just kind of helping us uh, uh, give us a, a basic foundation on, on sharing our faith with somebody. But invite them. Build relationship with them. You invest in them, and then you invite them to come along with you. And then, then the last part of this is this, this is where we realize that it, this is going to be a big commitment for us is that we do life together through Christ. How many of you have been on a mission trip where you like go knock on doors or something like that and share the gospel? Has that ever happened? <clears throat> or maybe uh, some of you have been on VBS mission trips where we, we share the gospel in the classroom. Then you go away, you don't see them again. That's a little bit easier sometimes, isn't it? This one is harder. As we invest in them, as we invite them to come along with us, we also invite them into our lives. And, and, and let me just give you some ideas for these. That could be meals. Hey, we just, we just want you to come over and you know, bring your family over and, and have dinner with us. Or um, invite you to come wait in line with me after church somewhere because there's always a line after church. Have meals with, there's something that happens about sharing, sharing a meal with somebody. And remember in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 49, it talks about that they, they broke bread together daily. Uh, some of that was talking about the communion that they would have together. But, but they had meals together all the time. And, and as you sit around the meal, you really get to know somebody. It, it, it means that, that you do life with them through, through different kinds of occasions. It, it might be birthdays. You might celebrate your birthday together. Um, my neighbors, uh, one of them, her birthday is the same as mine, and his is the day after. So, so we celebrate our birthdays together a whole lot. You could do that. Invite them to, to your kids' parties or, or make sure that you go if you're invited to their kids' parties. You, the occasions together, maybe anniversaries. Maybe you know their anniversary is coming up and, and uh, you're afraid that he's forgotten. You can help the guy out and say, hey, we want to take you and your wife out for your anniversary. But you celebrate occasions together. You celebrate holidays together. I, I don't know about you, but what we find a lot of times is there are people who don't have anywhere to go for holidays. They, maybe they don't have family that's around close. They're not going to travel anywhere. Find out. Invite them over. Invite them into your family. You're, you're just doing life together. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, those kinds of things. Look for those kind of opportunities because the, the idea is that you're, you're doing life together in Christ. If we really want to help someone be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus, then we're going to have to do life together through Christ with them. It's more than a class that meets on a Sunday or a Wednesday or once a month or twice a month. It, it's an everyday kind of thing. That's what discipleship really is. I, and I... I think if we can start doing that, we'll find we'll find that not only is God going to be able to move and work in someone's life, not only is he going to give us ample opportunity to sh not just share the gospel with them, but to live out the gospel with them. Remember what Jesus said in the Great Commission, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. That means we have to have life on life together that we do. 
I think what we'll find is not only is God going to move in their lives when we do that, but he moves in ours as well. The, the more we try to really help someone grow in their relationship with Jesus, I think the more that we begin to grow in our relationship with Jesus. And, and not just that, but that when, when people come into the life of this particular body, First Baptist Church, Cloudcroft, is that they really become part of the body. That, that they stick, that they get involved, that, that they become part of the life of this church. And, and listen, that's the way church is supposed to be. We say church, we know that's the people, but that's the way it's supposed to be with us together. Yeah, it gets messy. When you're doing life with somebody, <clears throat> sometimes their life splashes on you. <laughs> that's okay. We, we need each other. And there are people without Christ who need somebody to come alongside them. They need for someone to invest in their lives. They need to know that you care. That they need for someone to invite them. You know, it, it, we tend to have this attitude, if you build it, they'll come, the field of dreams kind of thing. But some people need an invitation. Hey, listen, some people need 10 invitations. <laughs> hey, invited you to church last week. I didn't, didn't see you there, but man, I'd love for you to come. Hey, we have a family night coming up. Our pastor's got this crazy idea, something about a gingerbread village. Yeah. Sounds a little scary, but I'm interested to find out what it's about, you know. Hey, I know I've invited you to Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, uh, would you just come to a regular old Sunday? It, it, just stick with it. I know with me, it wasn't a one-time thing for me to come to faith in Christ. <laughs> it was an ongoing thing, and I'm, I'm very thankful that the ones who invested in me, the ones who invited me, and the ones who poured their life in me were my grandmother and my aunt. Um, and, and I tell you, if you want somebody to get saved, you get a sweet, godly, little old, gray-haired woman praying for you, <laughs> like Mamma. But they never gave up. And they kept inviting, and they kept sharing, and they weren't pushy. <laughs> they were loving. And finally, finally, God broke through uh, my hard heart and got a hold of me. You don't know, but there may be someone around you that is in that same position, and God may intend to use you to reach out to them. Let's pray. God, we know, <clears throat> we know that we're here for a purpose. We know that we were saved to serve you, not just to, to, to bask in your glory. We'll get to do that in heaven. But God, you, you've put us here in this particular place at this particular time for a reason. And God, it's so that we can share the good news of Jesus with those around us. And we tend to make things a little bit more complicated than they have to be. We, we tend to hype them up, and then we get a little bit scared and overwhelmed. But, Father, I pray that with this simple strategy, you would just use us. Just, just help us 
Lord, to just be aware of the people around us. Would you just highlight somebody for us? Maybe it's someone we already know, a friend, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor. Maybe it's somewhere that we go, we buy our, our, our gasoline from, or somewhere that we hang out somewhere that we eat often. Lord, would you just highlight somebody for us so we can begin to invest in them, begin to pray for them, begin to, to find out about them, to build a relationship with them. And in God, would you give us the, the courage and a boldness to invite, just begin to invite them along, whether it's through the special events or, or church services or, God, maybe um, it's, it's just to, to, to come and have, meals with us and and invite them into our, our families and god that we just begin to do life together with them it, it's harder that way because they see us uh, they see it when we fail help us just to be open and transparent with them to confess when we sin and ask for forgiveness and repent God, would you just help us to, to be able to bring people along into this life-changing relationship we have with you? God, I pray that you would give us boldness to proclaim the gospel of Jesus all the time, everywhere, but particularly, uh, Lord, with those that you've put into our sphere of influence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.